Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, we are speaking with recent bride Rebecca Fulcher, who just got back from her wedding and honeymoon at Walt Disney World. And I wanted to talk to Rebecca today because she had some unusual entertainment aspects to her wedding that I think you're going to find really interesting, in addition to just having an all-around gorgeous Disney's fairy tale wedding. So I hope that when she shares the story of her day, it will give you guys some great ideas for what you can incorporate in your own wedding. So welcome, Rebecca. Thank you for having me, Carrie. It's great speaking with you today. So, Rebecca, first of all, what was it that made you and your fiancé choose to have a Disney wedding? I always wanted to have a destination wedding because I like small crowds. I'm not comfortable in large ones or anything. So the thought of having hundreds of people at a wedding to me just was ridiculous. Like, I wanted my guests to feel really special and all the love that we have for them. And so for me, that meant small wedding and best way to get my mother on board with that was a destination (laughs) wedding. I I wasn't quite sure where I would have that. Like, you know, I guess your typical thoughts are Vegas or whatever. And, you know, I'll admit I thought of that years ago, but I'd actually gone to a um, Disney wedding last year. I went to my friend Amanda's wedding, and it was amazing. Um, All I knew was her and one other guest, and I still felt so comfortable, and I had so much fun there that I remember in the middle of the reception, I got up, walked out, and texted my dad, and I was like, you better start saving money because one day when I get married, this is how I'm doing it. (laughs) And... Two months later, when my fiancé proposed to me, I brought it up because we have family members on both sides of the country and just trying to figure out the best way to make it worth their while for travel. We were trying to figure out what what's the best way to do that. And Virginia is nice and all, but to me, all I would have been able to do is just your standard type of wedding. And I didn't want to... I didn't feel it was fair to ask guests from California to travel all that way just for that. So I brought up the Disney wedding and how much fun I had had at Amanda's, and he was on board with it. He thought it was a great idea. Oh, that's great. And now you guys chose a wishes wedding. How did you pick that one? We picked that because um, we both have two sets of parents. Both of our parents are divorced and remarried, and with that came a number of siblings and everything. And when you just started adding all that up, it got to be where we were pretty much on the edge there and, you know, near the 20 limit. And we still wanted to have some friends and, you know, grandparents and stuff. So, you know, it was a no-brainer. That's what we were going to have to go with. So then how did your friends and family react when they found out where your wedding was going to be? We got some pretty good feedback about it. They, you know, I think there was a little bit of trepidation, like a destination wedding. What's this going to be like? They didn't really know what to expect. And, 
there was the occasional expenses thing and stuff, but all in all, I think we got a lot of positive feedback. And even now after the wedding, it seems like everybody just keeps saying how much they enjoyed themselves. So I'm really glad that we went through with this. How many guests did you end up having? 31. Oh, that's a nice manageable size. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I liked how you mentioned that having a smaller number makes it so that you can spend that much more time with every guest and really, you know, make them feel special and glad that they were invited. Right. Yeah, we were able to go around to all the tables at the reception and at the dessert party and get to spend at least a little bit of time with each of the guests. And I just keep thinking if we had had so many more guests, like I think our initial guest list that we were throwing around would have been like 100. It just... I don't feel like it would have been manageable enough to do that. So I think we did good with this number. Now, which locations did you use for your ceremony and your reception, and how did you pick them? We had the wedding pavilion for the ceremony and the Hollywood Studios backstage prop shop for the reception. And the way we picked that was I had initially wanted something like on a on one of the beach locations that they had, um, you know, around the boardwalk or whatever. But Mike had just been to his brother's wedding out in Kansas earlier in the year, and and it was really cold. And so he was determined that we have something indoors. Hmm. (laughs) So we we went with the wedding pavilion um, because that was available then. And I think it was a beautiful option. Uh, I highly recommend that location to anybody that, you know, has the opportunity for it. And then with the prop shop, the options that Disney had given us for the date that we picked were a ballroom, which the way we looked at that was we could have that back home. So what would be the point in going on a destination wedding for that? Or the Living Seas and the prop shop. Well, the Living Seas was beautiful, but it has this really nice glass piano that was just tempting Mike too much to play it. And when I told him he couldn't, he was like, nah, I don't want that then. (laughs) (laughs) So the prop shop was, I felt really great for us because it kind of plays more to our personalities. We're very fun loving, you know, funny kind of couple. And a lot of our first dates and everything had to do with movies. So I think in the end that wound up being the best one that we could have gone with for that talking about the wedding pavilion really quickly. Now, you your wedding was just recently, and they are still doing a lot of construction for the Disney Vacation Club wing that they're adding to the Grand Floridian. How did that work for you? Because I know a lot of brides who are getting married during this construction period are really worried about the construction walls and maybe noise. How did it turn out? Oh, yes. Yeah. I've been freaking out the last couple of months coming up on it because you just keep seeing pictures of it, and it's this growing monstrosity (laughs) from pictures. And when I went there the day before I checked it out and I was like, wow, that's huge and very noticeable. But the day of the wedding, honestly, I didn't notice a thing. I was so focused on the wedding that there could have been a big Christmas scene around us or whatever, and I would not have noticed it. You couldn't hear anything. Disney does a really good job, I think, with the wall that they've been building up around it to keep a lot of it out of your view and stuff. So, And you can't tell a thing from inside the wedding pavilion, too. You really cannot notice a thing from inside there. None of the guests said anything, uh, with the exception of my dad, who is prior business in construction, and he just thought it was beautiful. So. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. Aww. 
And now with the prop shop, that's an interesting venue because it doesn't have any windows and it can be kind of dark in there. Did you guys have to do anything extra to decorate it or how did you make it feel wedding-y or was that maybe not even a priority? You know, it wasn't too much of a priority, but I feel like we got to play more with how we um, use decorations for our wedding there than any place else. It's definitely a money saver in terms of decorations because you're not having to do uplighting or putting anything on the walls or anything like that. So that's really good if anybody's looking to save money there. What we did instead was we kind of used the decorations they had there for how we themed our tables. We did each table themed after a different Disney movie. So we had like Cinderella, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Snow White, and Little Mermaid. And it worked out great because we didn't use flowers or anything for centerpieces. We just used like props that, you know, Disney has as the centerpieces, which was so much less expensive than a floral centerpiece. I can't even begin to tell you. And I think that really helped the decor flow with the props that are lining the walls and everything. Now, that's interesting. How did you pick those out? Did the florist show you pictures of the options or? Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd seen, before I went for my planning session, I did a lot of research with, uh, you know, Pinterest and stuff like that and was actually able to find some of the decorations they have there and bring it up to them. And I just kind of went in with, well, these are the the different movies we're thinking of doing. What do you have that could work with that? And yeah, they had they had a lot of good stuff, you know, at their um, disposal. So it worked out really well, I think. And the guests loved it. They loved looking at the the decorations on the table, and and they were all talking about the props along the walls and stuff. So it was really good for conversation starters too. I think with guests who didn't know one another. Oh, that's great. I did double duty there. Yes. <laughs> So then talking about budget, what were the most and least important aspects of your wedding when it came to focusing both your time and your budget? Mm. Food was a big thing because I still remembered the food from the last, you know, from my friend's wedding. And so I wanted that to be a big impact for people. When you're at the prop shop, you can only do a buffet. Uh, So that's something to keep in mind with there too. But you know, I think it worked out great. So we had some really good food and entertainment was big for us too because both myself and my husband don't like to dance. So we didn't want to invest money in a DJ when, you know, us and a lot of our family members weren't going to be big dancers. So instead we directed money towards the entertainment and just went with the iPod for music And that wound up being good because I didn't see a single soul dance during the wedding. (laughs) So I'm glad I did that with the money. And then photography was a big thing for our budget, too. It's pictures was really important to me because um, my husband's in the military. So there's going to be a great likelihood there'll be periods of time when we'll be separated. So I wanted to have photography as a big thing. Least important to me was, like I said, the music, the cake. You know, I I saw absolutely no point in spending $1,000 on a cake, so I cut that thing down really small. Hmm. And then flowers was not a big thing to me. My personal flowers was huge, but the rest of it, 
I didn't care so much about. I was able to save money by using the decorative pieces for the table and very minimal flowers in the wedding pavilion because I gotta tell you that wedding pavilion is beautiful enough on its own that no bride should have to stress about how they're going to decorate that. Okay, so let's break down a couple of these aspects that you've talked about. First of all, the entertainment. You guys did something a little bit unusual. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, we got one of Disney's entertainers who's, I guess, pretty well known with them from back in the day of the Adventures Club and everything. We got lucky and had her play this character, Bambi Boudreau. And we told Disney that what we wanted was somebody who was good with comedy and could also do kind of like a game show appeal, like a trivia contest kind of thing. So we had them do questions based on the different movies that our tables were themed after. And they came up with really good questions. Each table had like somebody they designated to be in charge of filling out the answer forms or whatever. And then at the end, uh, instead of favors, because that was another thing I didn't want to spend too much money on, we gave prizes to each person at the table that won. And I tell you, she did an excellent job at combining all the background information we gave them on our guests and, you know, kind of picking on a few guests here and there that were playing on their phone during the reception (laughs) and, um, you know, just doing the trivia stuff. And she also did double duty in that because we didn't have a DJ, she announced us in our bridal party and would kind of, you know, let people know when we were going to cut the cake or do a father-daughter dance, that kind of thing. So it worked out really well. All our guests loved her. That's really interesting. Uh, How was the timing? How did that work with the traditional order of activities where you have your first dances, you have the cake cutting, you eat? How was the entertainment woven into that schedule? I think the way it seemed to work, because the day is really kind of a little bit of a blur to me, but, you know, she started out with, because we weren't there for the whole thing, Mike and I were getting pictures taken, but they had her hop on the motor coach with the guests once they got to the Hollywood Studios gate, and then she, from what I was told, she got on the motor coach with them and started giving them all kinds of history of Hollywood studios at Disney. So she started her shtick way back then. And then I guess she took a little break until we got there. And then she did the announcements. And then, you know, after that was done, she went away for a little bit, came back in for, you know, a few minutes during the dinner time to kind of announce what was going to happen. And then once we kind of wrapped up dinner. Then she went and um, started with uh, the trivia game. She did that, went away again for a little bit for us to do the cake cutting or whatever, and then came back after that to announce the winners. So it seemed very effortless with how they had it all planned out. That's neat. And I like how, like you say, it was, she had two roles, really. It was not just entertainment, but she was also the MC for the night. Right. That's cool. Now, the other thing you said you wanted to focus on was photography, and you did something a little bit unusual with your portrait session. Yes. Um, I know a lot of the brides like to do the Magic Kingdom photo shoot, which I think is beautiful. And if I had a husband that loved photography as much as me, then, yeah, I would have done it. But it also just wasn't working into our budget, too. So what we decided we would do was the trash the dress shoot that they have. I had a feeling he, you know, my husband would like that more. And it, you know, it's something that appealed to me too. 
So what we did was we went to Typhoon Lagoon with one of our photographers a couple days after the wedding, and they were able to get us uh, in the wave pool for a lot of our shoots. It was so much fun. We did that like eight in the morning or something. And um, it was just us there with a couple lifeguards. So for anyone who's concerned about that, they did have three lifeguards there for us. It was very well supervised. And the photographer was cool. She did a bunch of underwater shoots with us and some other kind of fun stuff. And we just had so much fun. We were laughing and smiling and, and happy the whole time. So I'm really glad looking back on it that we did that instead of the Magic Kingdom shoot because I think it was just more our personalities. The pictures you see will be more of our authentic selves coming through. That's neat. And I always have to ask this, was the dress actually trashed or do you think it's salvageable? I think it is salvageable. We um, we used some markers in it and like that were kind of water, what do you call this ones that you give kids so that they can draw on the walls <laughs> and you can still wipe it off. <laughs> And a little bit of it got on my dress, but it's completely washed out of his shirts and everything. So I have no fear that it will be able to come out of my dress as well. That's great. Now, what were the markers for? Uh, we were drawing on each other at the end. <laughs> we like drew all over each other's faces and arms. I, I wrote on his shirt and everything. And so we took some cool pictures with that. That's interesting. Okay. So what was your favorite memory of your wedding day? Oh, my gosh. There was so much, but I would say the one that keeps coming back to me is when my wedding planner opened up the doors for the ceremony for my father and I walked down the aisle and I got my first sight of what it was going to look like. And it just, everything looked perfect at that point. And I could not have been happier. The way the ceremony was conducted was just absolutely beautiful. It just, I think there was... There's just too many things to say, but that keeps coming back to me. I can I can keep seeing how it looked down the aisle and, and everything, and it's just beautiful. What a great memory. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? You know, I got to say, for the most part, everything was beyond what we would have expected. Disney did an amazing job. I was pretty nervous about uh, some things because... You know, we didn't have a concrete idea what our cake would look like at all, and, and that still came out pretty good. Only thing was with the iPod, I use a wedding DJ app. I don't know if you've seen that at all, where you can kind of plan in advance the order your songs will go in, and I had it based on what was written in my BEO, but I think there was like a little disconnect at one point, so my father-daughter dance song kept playing when I was cutting the cake. <laughs> but that and um, as you know, with a wishes wedding, if you have enough people uh, sign up for Disney hotel time, you can get one night comp to you. And the hotel we stayed at had no idea about that. They didn't know what that was. So Whoa. but that was very easily fixed afterwards. The lady who helped with our hotel planning, she got us that reimbursed within 24 hours of telling her. And honestly, the iPod thing in the end, I could have cared less about. And I don't think anybody else noticed either. So outside of those two small glitches, everything went beyond our expectations. It was really wonderful. Oh, that's great to hear. Now, was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand, but turned out not to be? I think it was just 
whatever I let play up too much in my head, you know, like I, I kept wanting to make everything perfect for our guests and I really didn't have any idea as to what perfect would be, you know, and so I just kept seeing all these different ideas online and stuff of what to do and what technically should be done with a wedding, like favors and, and stuff like that. And I made it too big of a deal in my head when in the end I just had to let go. And once I did that and got feedback from all my guests that everything was perfect for them, I think it was just more what I made it to be a big deal in my head than anything actually being a big deal. So then do you have any tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms? I would say take time for yourself and really soak it in because this is going to go by so quick. You know, I, it's like the 10 months we were engaged, I kept thinking, when the heck is this going to, you know, come? And then when it came, everything was done so quickly. But in the meantime, take time for yourself while you're planning. There's no reason to stress out so much. Develop a good relationship with your planners, um, but definitely speak up because in the beginning, I think I was I was too vague with my planner because I just wasn't sure what I necessarily wanted. There was too many ideas going through my mind for a theme, but once I got to be more specific and you know comfortable with her and could say, yes, I like this or I don't like this, everything just seemed to fall into place. It, it really, it was amazing. I, I could not have imagined anything better for our wedding. Is there any place online where our listeners can go read about or see photos of your day? Unfortunately, I didn't get to do like a planning journal or trip report yet, but people could see the pictures from our wedding on Facebook, the ones that we have so far. Okay, great. So just look for Rebecca Fulcher? Yes. Well, thank you, Rebecca, so much for taking the time to share the story of your day today. I think you've offered a lot of great ideas and some different ideas that people might enjoy incorporating into their own weddings. So thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Carrie. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com/weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs> 